G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 512 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or you can just send me through an email, Tim, at trainsmooth.com. Now, I question the cycling um, de- levels, development, that's not the exact wording I'm looking for, but I'm, I'm questioning a whole lot of riders here in Tasmania at the moment. I went for a ride today, just a 90-minute a ride straight after work. And um, I, it was relatively easy on the flats and on the downhills, but all the uphills, I I banged it up, banged it pretty hard. And it's a it's a pretty decent hilly loop. I do this particular ride. It's, it takes ninety minutes and just a three really good hills. There are a lot of hills, but there's three hills that are at least one k each. And and I just felt like I've been on fire lately. I'm just, I've been working really hard at my cycling and um, going up hills. I'm seeing a lot of benefits. Not seeing a lot of benefits everywhere else, but up hills I am. And I, so I'm banging it up all these hills, and um, and I'm feeling really good. And but not thinking too much of it. And I get home and and. I've just recently restarted posting on Strava again, and it, it's something I haven't done for a year and a half or thereabouts. And um, and the and the only reason I've started is because I've noticed um, I've had three long rides I sh- I needed to do, and I really really struggled getting out the door. And I was thinking, why is that? Because I'm generally it's generally never a problem if it's on my program. I get I get it done no matter what's what the what's happening I generally get it done but these three rides three rides in a row I really struggled to get out the door and I thought oh maybe I should just jump back on Strava for a little while and that not that I care too much about what people think or see but it might be that extra little bit of motivation to not have that conversation with myself saying oh man I'd love to go back to sleep about now so I thought I'll bugger it I'll jump up on Strava and uh, and if you're going to do Strava you do it properly so I'll write everything down I'm not putting on my gym sessions because that'd be boring but I'm doing everything else on there and anyway um, so I don't think too much of it I come home um, but I upload my yeah my session automatically uploads and I just quickly jump on Strava and I, I wrote White Hills forward slash um, Ravo uh, loop which you know quietly in my head I call it the Bronx loop because um, part of it's beautiful country but the other half of it's um, Ravenswood it's a crap hole it's one giant um you know, I call it the Bronx Loop because it's just, you know, from what what we know of the Bronx, it's just a a lot of crime, a lot of you know, just a whole, just a crap hole. Ravenswood is, but it's um in a really good, beautiful part of of Tassie, very hilly, and and I go up there for the hills. Anyway, um, so I get home and I upload all, do all that, and I'm doing my own thing at home, and my and my son says. You, he's on Strava and he sees you got the local legend uh, and I went oh did I 
I have no idea what that even means. And he and he's saying, yeah. I went, oh, cool. And he goes, you got the fastest time on two hills for the last ninety days. And I went, what well, ones? Thinking they're probably just some little local hill, you know, up up my local neighbour, three streets over that no one goes to. And he's saying Quarantine Road. And I went, no, no, I doubt it, mate. And he goes, no, no, that's what it is. Uh, and he shows me, uh, oh, okay. But, and I go, but I wouldn't be the fastest in the last 90 days for that, not on Strava, not even remotely close. And he goes, yep, no, and he's reading it to me. And no, you know, Richie Port's back. And I'm sure he would have ridden up that particular road about 10 times since being back. And... It's it, there's no possible way, and he's saying, "Look, look," and he's bringing it all up. And I'm, now I'm questioning everyone's cycling ability because while I was banging it for hard for me up there, I'm I'm not that impressive on the bike. So, but it, but anyway, it was nice for the ego. I, I I still think there's a glitch in the system. Now I don't know because um, I rarely click on Strava, so I don't I didn't even know what a local legend thing meant. But uh, but it's but it's cool. I, I'm happy to accept that little badge for you know for, for that thirty seconds of you know I guess content for the podcast. But it gave me a little bit of an ego boost. But question everyone's cycling ability because there's a lot of cyclists that ride up that ride, and I, I shouldn't be even within cooey distance of them. But anyway, oh, my son was impressed. That that was probably more impressive that he was impressed. Anyway. Today's question, if it's not so much a question as wants me to talk about it, is comes from Lachlan, who writes, um, he did, a, I, I coach him, and he did a run um, recently, and part of it he used uh, minimalist shoes, so he just wants me to cover on the podcast, I'm trying to focus, and yeah, my theory was, so, I also put barefoot minimalist shoes on in the middle 2Ks, as I found these are good for, good for focusing on proper technique and strength strengthening muscles. If you haven't already spoken about it, I'd be interested to hear your opinion about barefoot shoes. Uh, on the podcast personally i like them for occasional use but 98 percent of my running is done on the hooker on the honors okay so um it was a huge thing um, barefoot running and minimal shoes going back i want to say um 10 years ago it just seems everywhere and and you've still got people like um pete jacobs talking about is still doing it talks about it generally he he does it a lot on grass um and soft softer things um i i've done it but played around with it. it it's it's not for me um, I always look at the risk versus reward side of things. I always think the risk of injuries is significantly higher with, with those sort of shoes. Um, all barefoot. You, there's a time and place for everything. Um, I, you like it. it I can see you, there is going to be benefits to it. Um if you look at the shoes I'm running in, completely the opposite. Um, I've 
I've um, just, actually just brought a pair, the, uh, a new pair of the Nike Invincibles, which are a very ugly shoe, but they're very, very thick, very, very soft. They've got that um, foam, um, the, Z- the Zoomex foam in- into it, the Nike Invincibles. So they're, they're, they're designed more for the um, athletes, high-volume runners, who wants to do their long runs in them but to me i got them originally for when as i'm coming back from my um, achilles injury um i'm i fully um I, I give it i give that shoe a lot of credit for me for my um improvement in running a lot quicker than we thought i was going to be improving on um, I, I credit the the way I did my rehab, but I also credit those shoes because they just took a lot of that peak force from uh, from each run off. And in recent months, um, I've gone back to my normal uh, um, running shoes through the weekdays, but I'm still doing all my long runs on in my Nike Vincibles. But I do plan to slowly wean them down a bit but what i've do found and i'm i'm not answering a question i'm just veering off on a on a side note with the nike invincibles i they're they're not structured the best they're not um that stable but they just absorb that peak force so you you can run on concrete and you feel like you're running on normal in normal running shoes on golf green they're just so nice but i did a 33k run on on the weekend and generally with those type of runs i come home and i feel so beaten up for a solid six eight hours after it. i feel real beaten up generally and i i gotta tell you know to especially my son i gotta say i'm on the do not touch list don't be knocking around with me today i'm you know I'm a bloody high risk. And we're, um, we're wearing the Nike Invincibles. I felt fine. I I felt amazing straight after it. I felt like I could have run that distance again without any any issue. So that that's a new feeling. And I know I'm not run fit at the moment. So that that's really nice um, to experience. But um, I'm not I'm not sure where I'm going with that. I'm, I, apart from those shoes, are 100% complete opposite. I do as on uh, the closest to barefoot shoes. Um, the Ons have some really good good shoes, um, which kind of goes to that feel of um, minimalist shoes. But anyway, as for I'm not answering your question here, but clearly I'm just gibbering um as for um shoes or not there is a time and place to do it i wouldn't be putting them on um during key run sessions i wouldn't be putting them on um anywhere near a long run when i mean anywhere near a long run um you go out for a two-hour run a three-hour run whatever you're going to be doing and you know you're doing ironman australia there's going to be plenty of three-hour runs um i wouldn't be putting them anywhere near those runs whatsoever i wouldn't be putting them on um the the day after the day after that um i think the risk i go back to that risk reward um what what are you what are you um what's 
with the risk of injury versus the reward that you're going to be getting from it is it really worth it no if it was like um you know a midday like a midweek eat you got an easy run to do you're going to be doing some drills you've got maybe a few strides um doing the drills and you know let's say you got a, a 40 minute run easy easy run you're going to be finishing it off towards the end with some drills and some strides doing the drills and strides barefoot or minimalist shoes on grass all for it you know if that if that's if that's what you're in into the the risk versus reward there that i can see that being beneficial um you you're but um, as far as I've, because we've only recently started working together, um, I can see um, you're very, what's the word I'm looking for, durable. Yeah, you're very durable. If I were, if for an athlete who's got a bit of a history of um, niggling injuries, I'd be telling him most likely to stay away from it in unless there's a severe technique issue and then I'd need to see that technique issue um, to see what's going to benefit for, to get them um, running better, for instance. But you're... Just on a side note, you've, you know, you can handle some... You did um, a 40k run recently and didn't have any <laughs> any fatigue whatsoever. So that 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 that's nice. I can only imagine what that would feel like. But um, yeah, as long as you use them with absolute care, and I'd be definitely sticking to more easy easy runs. The fact you did it for just 2k's of your um you did a 6.8k run and 2k's of it with, with was with these shoes i can't see anything wrong with it i'd be and i brought up with um your um on final surge which is the coaching platform i use with you um just for everyone's notes um, it has a th- Garmin, you know, who obviously tracks where you where you've been, and on the maps I can hit satellites, so I can see where you've been, and it's been mostly on footpaths and roads. So I'd I'd be I'd be half hanging on um, grass and softer softer play. That's just my opinion. Um, if you're not fi- if you've been using them f- for a fair bit, you obviously know the history um, of what your body can and can't handle. So, you know, by all means, you just you just keep on doing what you're doing. But I would be definitely staying clear on on long runs. I don't think it's worth the risks on that. May my personal opinion on it. But anyway, if you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, hooray!